Hey, podcast friends. If you love our podcast and want to help support us to continue making cool shit, consider joining our Patreon community. Get early access to each episode, a monthly hangout on Zoom, custom answers to your questions in exclusive Patreon videos, and much, much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash conversations with creators to become a patron today. Your support means the world to us. Now on to the episode. Nervousness and excitement is basically the same chemical. And so I'm switching to like, oh, I'm excited for this instead of, oh, I'm nervous for this. And like, this can go well and it's fine. Uh, was a, is a cool tool that I've been able to use a little bit. Good. Yes. That's cognitive restructuring <laughs> is what we call that. But you're also speaking to the importance of learning some kind of technique that changes the state of your body. When I stand in front of a large group and I look out, I connect with one person at a time. Mm. I don't speak to the group at a whole. So the big question is this, how are creators like us who aren't built for the nine to five, for the people who put their passion before them being comfortable? How do we turn that passion into a living that pays the bills and a life that we love? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. My name is Noah Mittman, and welcome to Conversations with Creators. Super excited today because my guest is Dr. Doreen Downing, and she is a psychologist and founder of the Essential Speaking Institute. She specializes in the treatment of anxiety caused by the fear of public speaking and is the author of Essential Speaking, The Seven-Step Guide to Finding Your Real Voice. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, no, thank you for inviting me and giving me this opportunity to have a platform to reach more people. Thanks. Absolutely. I'm, I'm super excited because I have been working to get over my fear of public speaking for years. And uh, it's, it's an ongoing thing, but I'm definitely going to be picking your brain about tips to, tips to help it. <laughs> That's great. You know, I did too. And it was about 20 years ago when I was invited to speak. You know, I was a psychologist doing research. And I said, no, I can't speak. It was a conference and they were pretty surprised when they said, but aren't you a psychologist? It isn't fear your business. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, what, so what kind of peaked? It was at the starting of like the interest in, in getting over the public speaking fear or where did that kind of where did that interest come from? I think because that confrontation, yes, that uh, here I am <laughs> helping people with fear and helping them overcome problems in their life. And I had one that I was hiding. And so for sure, I mean, people talk about the imposter syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> I would say there was truth to it, that uh, it wasn't just something that I was making up. I was really hiding and as long as it was one person in my office, I was comfortable. You know, I'm very comfortable engaging. Yeah, exactly. With one I'm a great one-on-one. -on -one. I'm fantastic one-on-one. -on -one. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. so, but then, but it's it's so different. And like what 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 comes to mind for me right off the bat here is um, now with Clubhouse being a popular app and a fantastic networking app, you're in these digital rooms now with sometimes a hundred plus people. And it's essentially public speaking, but it's just a digital, you know, you may be walking around your house with your headphones on, but like you're talking in front of a lot of people. And man, that, that, especially when it's like a networking thing and you have like your little pitch that you can do, my heart gets going. 
it's uh, it's intense. Yes, and that's the not. I think any place in life is like a stage, and we always have stages. It's not just uh, standing in front of the crowd giving a presentation, right. yeah, conversation with a couple of people. I know that I work with uh, there. There's some people who say they're sitting at their family dinner table mm. and they have anxiety about speaking it. And I know I did when I, you know, Easter time or Absolutely. any kind of <laughs> gathering. And it was just, I think what you just said about the numbers is one thing. The number, and there's something about, well, there's something about the number of people who have eyes on you that right. create. And you're saying, Clubhouse, well, the eyes aren't on you. Right. <laughs> but but still- they can easily be. I mean, you're, you're, you know, it is your kind of public persona or even with your family, you know, it's, it's, I think it's very much we don't as humans want to look dumb when we're giving our opinion or teaching or something like we that that like I want to look good thing is so real. And uh, it's I mean, again, I've realized over time it is being authentic and messing up is fine. And you like the world doesn't end if you stumble over your words. (laughs) Um, You just said that. So because you're having a situation well, pretty much daily on Clubhouse, and you're saying your heart beats fast. You said that in your brain. You said it's okay. You know, it, it's all right that I yeah. flub. It doesn't stop me from doing it. It just is like uh-huh. okay, this is gonna be intense. And then as soon as I start talking, I'm okay. But like, it's like that stage fright. Like as soon as before you're on stage, it's scary. And then as soon as you get on stage, you're like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm fine, and I'm still me. Well, you know, there's some research and. There's a book that's been out just recently by two neuropsychologists who have studied the brain. And this is what is so exciting right now, I think, in terms of explaining why people get so, um, you know, like your frontal, your cortex says, hey, you know, it's okay. But the hindbrain where the amygdala lies, that's the, you know, what they call the lizard brain, that's the one that's activated. Mm -hmm. And what they... In their research, they found that there are two systems in our brain that are all, their book is called Rewire the Anxious Brain. Mm. And that explains, you could tell yourself, but the hindbrain has a whole other, you know, system going on that is activated. And one, you can't tell one part of your brain to stop getting nervous because it has its What's own- the name of that book again? Because I, I, I mean, I, I'm sure me and a fair amount of the audience struggles with anxiety, like just in daily life. I have, a, I have a lot of anxiety, and I would love to be able to have as many tools as possible to help with that. You know, it's uh, Rewire the Anxious Brain by Pittman and Carl, two nice. neuroscientists who have really proven that there is a reason why people still get anxious. Even though they've done Toastmasters, they've worked hard, they yep, do yep. what you're doing is everyday speaking. And the reason I just wanted to say that part of what I do in my program as a psychologist is to first get at the roots of anxiety. Not that I have time to do that with you here, but just the idea that uh, there is something that happened in people's lives, whether it was circumstantial, whether it was more traumatic, like a classroom or a family kind of situation where you're the quiet one and 
other siblings took up all the space. So you never got a chance to yeah. feel like I have the platform and everybody's looking at me and it feels great. So that's what I do first. And that's what the hindbrain, that's what that does is hang on to early, almost unconscious experiences. So first, you know, it takes a little while. It takes courage to dig a little deeper because that seems to be where the anxiety lies for yeah. a lot of people who are pretty well accomplished but still get nervous. And I think the nerves is, you know, healthy in some ways. It's I, I, a great thing I heard uh, a couple of years ago was the switch of like the, the nervousness and excitement is basically the same chemical. And so I'm switching to like, oh, I'm excited for this instead of, oh, I'm nervous for this. And like, this can go well and it's fine. Uh, was a, is a cool tool that I've been able to use a little bit. Good. Yes. That's cognitive restructuring <laughs> Re-brain is what we call that. But you're also speaking to the importance of learning some kind of technique that changes the state of your body and mm. a lot of people um, it could be meditation it could be breathing it could be those daily apps that what is it calm or headspace yeah. balance is what i'm using nowadays but it's about training your body to anxiety is the warning signal signal you know like warning warning danger threat and as soon as you hear that, you've got to be able to do whatever. For me, it's counting backwards and taking a deep breath. I've trained mm. my body to go down, down, down to a calmer. Ooh, I just felt it. It feels <laughs> to a calmer Real time. state inside of my gut as opposed to my head and my chest and being activated in that yeah. way. Absolutely. Yeah, that- uh, that's that's fantastic. It's it's the tools and the. I mean, even for me, it's like uh, un- bringing my shoulders down because I carry. I am always tense in my shoulders. I have to just like yeah. rest a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know the the body responds if we train it to do that, and that's what yeah. is. That's what the hind brain is about. The amygdala just needs to be soothed and calm and that's what we do and the the, i think the biggest problem is that people get a little signal anxiety is what they call it and the signal indicates oh my god it's really going to get worse and that's that's what accentuates what adds to the anxiety is the anxiety signals on coming out of control as opposed to it should be, and this is what I want people to at least take from today, is that anxiety is a signal to go to, as you said, the tools. So yeah. have tools like uh, some kind of breathing, some kind of stress reduction. And that's that would be one, one thing, is some kind of uh, relaxation technique. Absolutely. So I want to dive in to kind of the summary or cliff notes version of your seven steps to finding your real voice because that is such a i think that can there's so much value there and so much like help that that what you've written about and what you've kind of made can help people with yes i discovered these seven steps i or at least i put them together out of my own recovery and my own journey to find my voice 
uh, I had taken Toastmasters, won lots of contests, but I still had not reached. And this is this is the kind of person I love working with. Is they go, I've done everything, but I still can't get on. Right. So the after we do the assessment and the digging for what the roots are, and I have some treatment exercises and some. Um, processes that I use to help people deal with the healing or some kind of getting at the root that's going to calm their their nervous system. So the set, then I go into the seventh step. And the first step is be still. And you notice that it's a be because my approach to speaking is not about making a better speech. It's like what you're saying. It's a state of being right. that... And so the first step is to learn how to be still because people think that they're going to go blank. And so let's practice just getting calm and going blank first so that it's no longer scary. Mm -hmm. And then you've got techniques like, oh, what did I just say? You know, if you're comfortable in, in being silent, if that happens and you lose your way and you lose your words, you could say, hmm just lost my way it could be natural right yeah so that that's the first one and then the second one is be present notice i'm doing be because it's about being it's not about speaking that right. seven step actually happened to be about speaking how to be a better speaker because my sense is that if you can get at who you are what authentically and yeah. then the being state is where your strength is. So uh, presence, because we have had some kind of trauma or failure in the past, that that's why we think we're going to repeat it and we anticipate in the future failure. So be present, be present. We've got you've got so many gurus out there that teach yeah. presence. So. No, I just thought about I just thought about the the like where may my maybe my uh anxiety has come from and i remember way back in high school uh, i did a lot of uh uh musicals and i was I, I could sing so i was always like the lead guy and i totally blanked on a line in guys and dolls and that was like literally it was, it was so bad that the rest of the the play like i was i was one of the main guys so half the play didn't make sense because i didn't get some lines out oh yeah wow. it was i just remember like oh yeah i that cold feeling of forgetting is probably a, a contributing factor to public speaking fear for sure. Anyway, that was totally off subject, but I was just, I just, that came into my head. <laughs> no, it's not off subject. It's exactly what's so thrilling when I start digging with people is they do come up with those memories. And there's the part of you, part of your energy, part of your power that's stuck back there. You had to go on with play, you had to go on with life. But that, that moment, it's a little traumatic. I remember that feeling literally so clearly. It was it was just it's uh it was cold and silent and just like just pure fear. Just like I literally have no idea what the next line is and I'm nobody's helping right now and I'm damn it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and that needs to be attended to. That yeah that, that was standing. No, there. I think it does. I think it does because I I I have a feeling that a somewhat of a public speaking, I'm not going to say call it a career, but promotional stuff for what I'm doing is in my future. So I need to, I need to, I would love to be a natural and happy public speaker. Um, yeah. When I have, you know, bumpers with note cards, I'm great, but I'd love to just be able to just free form. Yes. Yes. 
I, I totally understand what you said. I'm glad you pointed to that because that just to be off topic for a second, <laughs> I have worked with people who have anxiety and mm -hmm. let's just say that uh, what I do first is find out, so what are the circumstances? What are they really afraid of? And so let's, let's take imposter. Um, I worked with somebody who found it. 12 years old, his father died, and his uncle came to him and said, you're now the man of the family. And mm -hmm. he went, ah. I was an imposter. I could never be the man of the family at 12 years old. So every time he comes on stage, th that old wire gets reactivated. So what you just pointed to, I think, is really profound. Yeah. No, really. I, thank you. That was cool. <laughs> so be still, be yeah. present. And then I use something other than eye contact, and I say be gazing. And it's a softening. Right now you could soften your eyes. And when you soften the sockets around your eyes, the, your cheeks relax. And like what you just said, your shoulders drop, uh, drop. There's a kind of a relaxation that comes over your entire body. And it just happened to me again as I'm talking. <laughs> I just calm down when I soften my eyes. And so it's a gazing rather than a staring or a looking because people are afraid to have all those eyes. So if you soften your eyes and look out from a softer uh, place, I think it, it helps people not feel so afraid of eye contact. Yeah, no, I, I, and I get that because um, I think a big thing in the, you know, the public speaking that I did do before the pandemic, uh, I was doing workshops and stuff, is um, people's paying attention and learning faces are very feel like I'm judging you and I don't like this. Yes. When they're, when they're concentrating on what you're saying, they're not smiling. They're, oh, let me like get this down. But it, it doesn't, it looks like, oh, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. uh, so, so I like that. So not, so softening and not getting those direct in your brain. Like, oh, what are they thinking right now? Just the, the audience is the audience and it's fine. Yes. Yes. And the next step is be listening. And this relates to exactly what you said. You're right on course here. <laughs> so be still, be present, be gazing, and be listening. I think a lot of people so are so focused on being the speaker. Right. It puts you to a different state. And if you think about yourself as a listener, you're more receptive. You are able to listen to yourself as you're speaking. You're able to listen to people listening to you. And especially if you're able to not get stuck at judgment and yeah. to be able to say, oh, they are receiving me. You know, it is a blank wall oftentimes. I totally, I totally know what that feels like when I like, you know, it's like middle of a sentence or something. and You know how it's going to end and you're you naturally are saying it, but you're thinking about. Like, oh, this is where, you know, your thoughts are somewhere a little bit different because I think my thoughts are only the next thing I'm going to say, but I have to, yeah. my, but I, my mouth has to finish what I'm saying. It's a super weird sensation. It feels like your brain's moving faster and it's like, it's nice because you can get it out and then you go right into the next thing. But man, that is the first couple of times that happens. It's like, this is trippy. Yes. Yes. The, um, it's like a train going fast and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're uh, holding on to the caboose. <laughs> Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. 
So uh, be listening. And then this next step is it's it's being positive, but it's not about having a smile on your face and just being raw, raw. This is where I tap into the voice, the deeper voice within. And so I call it the essence. And that's why I call my business essential speaking, mm-hmm. because it's the essence of you, who you are. And if you could drop down your voice has a resonance you are grounded you are still you are centered and you're connected to i would say one of the most positive core qualities about you so it isn't just be positive it's find the essence of who you are so with you noah you you have a brilliance you just you're you're inside of you obviously probably you became a singer and happen to find yourself on stage because it is a natural thing for you to shine mm. and inside of your it's I, I don't know you could say soul your spirit your essence is um, has that quality and so learning that how to have the voice come from there yeah and so if you practice all the other steps up to now then being can your voice coming from a more resonant deeper place has a sense of power that then reaches other people. It's like engaging. You just become naturally engaging when you know how to speak from that deeper sense of who you are. Yeah. I think that, I think that also like what that translates for me as is trusting who you are and what you're going to say. And like, and just because like, if you're, if you're speaking on something authentically, even if you're not sure where it's going 100%, you know that you stand by what you're going to say. So that's, you're you're able to kind of like maneuver and navigate through that darkness of like not having the no card, not, you know, not having the specific plan. But that's when the stuff that, you know, is, 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 is specific to you can come out. Yes, what you're saying is what it feels like actually to be all lined up Aligned. Yeah. Aligned. Exactly. Yeah, that's the word. Flowing. You know, it it's, does. Oh, oh no. That's man, that's my that's a goal. If I can be and I think I do a little bit like you know, these these podcasts, you know, it's it's you know, 30, 45 minutes and they go by usually very quickly for me, which means I am in flow, which is super fun. Uh and we have that little, you know, icon at the top saying there's a couple people watching, which is makes this public. Um so it's it's yeah, being able to trust the flow, which I absolutely do for, for for so much of what I do. The flow state is is a tool, which I'm sure for you as well, because yeah. um, it's just the best. But yeah, it's that, I think that deep trust of like, will flow come through for you when your nerves are up? <laughs> exactly. And that's why the next step, be connected, mm. is... A, it, you know, it seems like as we go through my steps, you just anticipate. Go on to the next one. <laughs> so be connected. That, You're well, right. that shows that you understand and and have systematized the process. That's natural, which means it's you. You teach it very well. So, good. Congrats to you on that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Noah. So be connected. So what are you connected to? And it's exactly what you're talking about. This core quality inside of you if you name it and it's an affirmation you can walk around all day long saying i am i know i'm warm i know my heart is just beaming so (laughs) 
and maybe people could feel that, you know, my love is just with me all the time. And when I stand in front of a large group and I look out, I connect with one person at a time. Mm. I don't speak to the group at a whole. Now, on Clubhouse, uh, maybe it's more of a visual inside of your mind that you're speaking to just one person. Um, that could be for people who feel yeah. like they're in on Clubhouse. But if you're in front of a live group or even, and it's harder on virtual for sure, but it's the sense of having a conversation, one person Talking at Talking to time. one person who needs your help. That's right. Yes. That's a big thing with uh, camera confidence too, is instead of thinking about, oh, you know, this video is going out to the masses, to millions of people. It's what one person in my audience, maybe even that I know personally am I speaking to you right now and how can I, you know, and they, they need my help and how can I help them? Good point. So that the last step is, or secret as I call them, is be yourself. And the reason why that is so profound, like you said, there's this whole system. You don't just say to somebody who has anxiety, be yourself. Right. Yeah. I wrote an article recently. That's the worst advice you can give somebody who has anxiety is say, just be yourself. They're scared of themselves. <laughs> yes. They've got, they have to be able to know they can, a word you just use, navigate. And yeah. that's, that's the whole thing. Uh, Knowing you have tools, knowing you have a system that this actually what I'm talking about is what I do. And for three months with people, I take them through this process uh, one step at a time and make sure that it builds. It's all cumulative, you might say. If you don't have yeah. stillness, you can't have presence mm. and uh, you can't be comfortable eye to eye presence and you can't uh, be a listener if you're too concerned about what you're saying and thinking right. about. So all the steps all add up to, I think, really finally being free to be yourself, to have found your voice and to be able to speak. And it's a deeper confidence. It's not just yeah. confidence. It's a, it's a deep, resonant, grounded confidence. It sounds like it's, it's confidence that's based in self-awareness, which is... Self-awareness is, is, I think, one of the best things you can have as a human. Um, when you really understand at a deep level what you know, what you don't know, and then for what you don't know, you're comfortable asking the questions to learn about. Um, so that mistakes are not death. Mistakes are just bumps in, in part of your journey and you know, part of the, the thing of getting better that people can follow. Well, what you just did was reframe again. <laughs> <laughs> and and so awareness, for sure, awareness and being able to be in a learning, always a learning and a discovery mode as yeah. opposed to performance mode. And I think that that's one of the th things that differentiates my approach to overcoming the fear of public speaking is I do not teach performance techniques. Mm. I was... I was a little afraid in the beginning when you say, oh, let's give us a tip. And I went, well, right, I don't right. have. No, no, it's, no, but it's good because it's, it's not, you know, oh, do this when you're, it's, it's like, hey, as a hue, as a person and as an energy and where like your presence, you can ground yourself. And that's like the basis for everything because that, that just covers everything that, you you know, again, not just with being in front of an audience, but talking to somebody that you really look up to or 
being at the dinner table or like whatever it is, whatever the situation is, you can have knowledge in yourself to be yourself at the highest level. Wonderful. That's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah. yeah I've, worked uh, with, I've worked with the... Uh, I've worked with a lawyer who is afraid to go into court and I've worked with an artist who has to go out and promote her work. Right. I've worked managers. I've worked with a sales, uh, VP of sales, by the way, (laughs) who had to rehearse over and over. I mean, sales is a performance. I'll tell you, you like you have, especially when you have your talking points that, you know, you need to get done for like the pricing or whatever it is. Sales. I, I, I see sales as a a total performance. Yes. And how to do it in a way that feels way more genuine and authentic connected and uh, not all about the sales, but more about the relationship, I guess. Exactly. I guess uh, there's a phrase I use relational presence to be present and with so that it's a relation presence isn't just I'm present that there's a, a relational quality to it mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and I mean and it, what comes up for me too is it's not tips and tactics it is basically a learning to be comfortable with being uncomfortable for a bit so that you can become more comfortable with that sensation and it becomes comfortable over time if that makes sense Absolutely. I've got a quote right here and it says, uh, dance with the discomfort. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it is dance with the discomfort. Cause it is a dance. It is. And that's, that comes up for like playful and like, it, that's why I call, you know, the whole marketing thing, like a game. It's a game. You're trying stuff out and you're playing. You're not, you know, it's not life and death. It's, you know, you got to pay your bills of course, but like whatever you're doing, it's playful. It should be fun. And you once you, I, I, I think, for anybody listening to like go mess up go make mistakes because then you learn you don't die when you make a mistake it's it's okay you know, we get past it you know a good thing for learning that mm. capacity i tell people about improv yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. and people are even said oh no i can't do improv well, it's part of learning how to be yourself in the moment. That's presence, you know, being okay with whatever comes out. That's literal play. No, I love that. I think, I, in fact, I think that should be in terms of like, because I've done some improv and it's just that, that part of your brain of like playing with all, you know, what you have and there's nothing else that you can, that you can like get help from, uh, except for the person you're playing with. But that is, I think that's a great exercise for anybody that wants to, uh, get into more public speaking and into more finding of their voice because that is a I think a low especially a class yes. with maybe just a couple of people that are having fun um, that's a low stress low stakes environment to practice being in flow and being yourself and being willing to you know go with stuff yes it is and the whole idea of you'll have judgment and it's a, a safer place to work out your judgment oh, yeah. if you're doing it deliberately and consciously to find out your own judge because that seems to be what people carry is projected outward onto their listeners but it's really inside of their own head absolutely no it that's that's totally right um and it's just interesting coming up for me is like i am so comfortable 
doing a like a paid coaching session for 90 minutes where there's no like there's some structure but i have enough knowledge to where i can guide it but a 90 minute presentation i feel some for some reason i'm like oh i need my like plans and like my you know I, it's i can i think i know i could do it without scripted down to the minute but that is man that that dancing with discomfort that's a big that's a big idea <laughs> I know all of this is big idea. And I think that the main thing is if you have fear, if people have fear is definitely treatable and it just has to take that one bit of courage, knowing that there are other alternatives besides Toastmasters. I'm gentle. I think that people, one of the things that they like best is that I create safety as they move through fear slowly and deliberately and come out the other end with freedom freedom to be well, which is which is i think the key word of what so much of the audience wants is freedom to to get that freedom that other parts of life or other jobs or whatever aren't giving you um so that's huge so for people that are interested in learning more interested in talking with you uh how can they get in contact and what do you have uh, i i know you have the book do you have any kind of freebies or anything to for the audience I think a good way to get started is a seven-step guide. It's a, It covers everything in my book, and it's just 15 pages. It's short nice. with lots of pictures, so it's easy. It's an easy first step, and you can get it at Doreen. That's D-O-R-E-E-N, Doreen7steps.com. Doreen nice. and steps, and seven is the number seven. Number steps. seven steps. Cool. Yeah, Doreen uh, seven steps. Uh-huh. That's great. And then if people wanted to connect with you personally, is that a good way? Or are you, what socials are you on? Uh, everywhere. LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn. In fact, right now, as you know, I'm part of a 30-day, and we're now, what, on 29? A 30-day challenge where I do videos every single day. And yesterday, uh, I did something a little more uh, personal. I've been doing some more personal ones. You'll see me out on a boat. And another one, you'll see me with my husband. And uh, so I do I do present the seven steps and talk about them on LinkedIn, my LinkedIn videos right now. But also Facebook. Um, I am across, I am all platforms. So. All platforms, but it sounds like LinkedIn is a solid place to go. Dr. Yes. Doreen Downing. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, for being on the show and for helping us through the public speak the the finding your voice at all because I think that's it's very true it has so many more applications than just public speaking uh, just yeah. confidence in life and knowing that you have a voice and being you know free and finding the freedom to speak up uh, is so so important I know a lot of people struggle with that so hopefully this helps uh, help them in their journey with that yes. I, I hope so too. Thank you so much, Noah. Oh, thank you for thank you for being on and your time and, and value and knowledge. And uh, for everybody listening, I hope you have a good one and I will see you next time.